You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Dev Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of your goal guide and creator of the Deb Method for Goal Setting Simplified. You can't reach your goals on your own. You need your peeps. So every Monday, I bring in three friends to dive into the topic of the week. And then on Thursday, it magically becomes an episode of the Deb Show podcast on the Marketing Podcast Network. And today, we're talking about business out of the box because what fun is business if you can't throw a loop here or there, right? Isn't that the name of the game of the goals is to do the things that you love and make people kind of turn sideways in a good way when you talk to them. Anyway, I've got such a great panel today. We have Jim Cermak, who's from Trade Show University, Tabitha Scott, who is a, another Innovation Woman member, and Caitlin Penny, who comes to us from the FOAs or Friends of Annie P. Ruggles Coalition. And I know that you all feel very um, excited about the topic. So please, uh, why don't you all introduce yourselves, share who you are, why, and why you are so excited about talking about business out of the box, because who wants to, who wants to be regular? No, I, I want to know who wants to be regular. Is there not, <laughs> not me. Unless you're talking about using the toilet. In I that know. case, <laughs> I do. But otherwise, you know, you're on your own. Don't be like all the other sheep. Come on. Be well, a regular. I, I walked right into that one. <laughs> yes, welcome. Good to see you. Please share who Great you are. Good to see you too. You what is here? What a segue. <laughs> I am Jim Sturbeck. I'm the host of the Trade University podcast, where we provide amazing content for show exhibitors and show planners that were looking to get better results. So we help them get their PhD in ROI. And uh, not only have the podcast, tons of great free content, but also work with the exhibitors one-on-one -on -one to help them up their, uh, their trade show game. I am excited because it's all, my world is all about doing things differently because if any of you have been to trade shows, you know, they can be a little stale. They all kind of look the same and, uh, and I'm here to shake things up and, and my, the way my business is run is a little, little different as well. So really, really excited to, uh, to, to come here and, and have this great uh, exchange with just amazing, amazing people today. And you and I met because, and I love it when it comes through people through people. So Jess Duell introduced you to Lydia Sugarman, who was on last week, who introduced you to me, because mm -hmm. one of the things I do is event outcome optimization. Again, looking at events differently, yeah. helping people set goals so they actually get value from it. And when you do things different, it takes a minute for people to catch up with you, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I'm, I'm really excited because we had a great conversation because uh, uh, Deb is going to be on my podcast in two weeks, uh, two weeks from today on August 7th. Uh, and really, really excited to have her on because it's, it's a great, uh, great discussion all around goals. Just fantastic. And it sounded like I was leading to it. I actually wasn't, but I'm really glad you mentioned it because I, I enjoyed that conversation and I, I love uh, way to work it, Deborah. Way to work love it. it. <laughs> love it. You're a natural. <laughs> so, Caitlin, see, you thought your transition was whiplash. How about that one? Caitlin, welcome. Good to see you. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good. So, please tell people about you and why you were so excited about this topic. 
All right. Well, I'm Caitlin Penny, and I am the owner and brand expert at Copper Theory Creative. We are a boutique branding and marketing agency based out of Phoenix, Arizona, and we specialize in personal branding. So I'm very excited to be here because almost everyone sits in a saturated market, therefore has to figure out how to stand out. Standing out is like the thing, especially since most of us, and Jim knows this probably in particular, dealing with trade shows, is that that firm switch to living life online, you really, and even though the people are, most people are back in person, they're still virtual. And right. you need to make an even bigger impression now more than ever, because everybody is living everywhere now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where my words are today. Tabitha, <laughs> my innovation women friend, good to see you. We've been planning this for a while. It's It's been a minute, and I'm glad we're finally chatting with um, Caitlin and Jim to boot. So how about that? Right. Awesome. So please tell people who you are and why you are here. Well, I am here because I'm from Epic Pivot, and Even the name implies change, doesn't it? Making an epic pivot. Um, What we do is real purposeful transformation, and it's a team of insights collectors. I didn't even know that anthropologists worked for companies until I started working for this company, but we have a team of them, the largest of which, by the way, of anthropologists is Microsoft in the world. Surprise. Um, But we do insights for um, users, for customers, for business to business, finding out what do people find interesting, which is kind of like, how do you fit what people are expecting? And then we do a lot of innovation and strategy transformation work. So it's about how do you stand out of the box? How do you look different, act different, be different so that you can jump onto that next growth curve and stay ahead? And Uh, We are very, very selective about the clients we work with. So that's why we have real purposeful transformation, because if the companies are not authentic, if they're into greenwashing, um, if they're into unhealthy habits or shortcuts that are hurting society at large, well, we just don't want to work with them. So it's fun. Oh, so it's authenticity and integrity. Yeah. Yeah. that's That's a huge thing. And we do talk about authenticity a lot, but that integrity piece, I think those who have it, it's second nature. Mm -hmm. Those who don't have it, it's like, they think it's a trend or something. And it's no, it's not (laughs) just a trend. The more authentic you are, the more you that you bring into your company, your mission, your motto. (laughs) Oh, hey, honesty is trending. (laughs) Tell the truth, guys. Come on, fess up. Is it really trending? I'm totally messing with you. I mean, it would be authentic with your brand is trending, and that's pretty much the same thing. Authentic (laughs) is trending, yeah. So just making a little light inside the box there. And we all love, whether it's a a candle or a flashlight, right? You want to be shining a light on what you're doing and what makes you unique. So what does really business out of the box mean to you? Jim? Well, for me, it, it means doing something, obviously, like we talked about, doing something different, but not only different, different in a good way that is really going to resonate with your target audience. Because sometimes we've seen those companies that they, they're doing things that are so out of the box and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> Who are you trying to attract? And you have no idea because they're so far out, but we've got to do those, those things. And the one thing that I would say to really help you create that is ask those questions that nobody else is asking really get to know who your audience is and ask them get and stop, stop just saying, here's what we do. Here's what we do, and we're we're great, and we have all these awards, and here's what we do. And start asking your customers, what is it that that you need? How do you use our product? How do you why do you buy from our competitors? Why and really dive in and start thinking of questions that you have never asked before because you will get the magic. You will start thinking differently. And by doing that, you're gonna be able to position yourself different than all of your competitors. Because you'll be able to say things that they have no clue where that came from. <laughs> so that's, to me, that's where, where it is. It's really using your customers to think differently about what you're doing. 
Okay, I feel like we need to dive more into that in a minute, but I want to I want to get a little bit of take from Caitlin and Tabitha because feedback is like number one because otherwise you're just like speaking to no one and no one wants that. So (laughs) Caitlin, what do you think? What does business out of the box mean to you? Well, we have a couple core values at Copper Theory and one of them is we have to know you think you're making a difference no matter what that difference is in the world and you have to give back in a certain way. Um, Both of those things mean that you're passionate and I think a mix with being authentic within business and truly working on something that you believe in will make you stand out from the crowd easily. And so our tagline is go change the world in your own way. And we do all have our unique spin on everything, which is great because that means like the world is our oyster, right? Uh, Only we have our background, uh, our education, our personal and professional and our values right? So you need to start there. Absolutely. And it doesn't help to have an it thing either within business in person or online. An it thing? An it thing, just a simple thing uh, while you're networking or talking to a customer that makes you stand out. So um, my company is called Copper Theory. I'm wearing copper. Um, At networking events, I'm known as a girl with a hat. Uh, People, something just giving people, giving something people to, Wow, giving people something to <laughs> I'm contagious, right? <laughs> um, but just yeah, nurture that relationship and just be yourself. Right. Because if people don't remember you, what is the point? Right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. No, I'm totally with you on that. Well, we will play with that as well. Uh Tabitha, what does business out of the box mean to you? Well, I think it's really interesting that different cultures see it in different ways. So in the United States, we spend our entire lives trying to um, stand out. And in other cultures, like I've worked for companies based in the UK, where you spend your entire life trying to fit in, um, you don't want to be too look at me or noisy. Um, And it's interesting, even in um, psychological studies, if you have a picture of a tiger in a jungle, for example, this is one of the famous studies, and you show it to someone in APAC region or in Asia and say, what is this? Then they typically will say it's a jungle. And some of them will say it's a jungle scene with a tiger in it. If you show it to an American, they say it's an orange tiger. You know, like we are so trained to find the three bullets and, um, you know, a goldfish has an attention span of nine seconds and we have eight second (laughs) attention span. That's no joke. So um, you just you have to stand out in this culture, but it is culture specific. And one of the things Jim was saying about feedback that I thought was so important, he used the word why. And as somebody who's in the insights business and, you know, Caitlin does this all day for a living, but data, I mean, companies are gathering data all the time for personalization. And guess what? With that data, they can figure out the who, what, where, when and how, but not the why. So you have to ask. You only find out the why if you actually talk to people. And so I think getting out of the box as a business is getting beyond personalization data, you know, that you can get by people's phones or what they're buying and shopping and actually ask some questions. What are the questions? Oh, there's a lot of questions. It depends what you're working with. One day it's ice cream containers, you know? And so in that case, it's looking at people's freezers. How do you stack these? Do you smush it in there? Do you get the small sizes where you can each try different flavors? Do you eat out of the container or do you, you know, like big things because you have a bunch of kids and, um, you know, the stuff you learn, like we learned everybody has one tank of vanilla in the freezer and then little tanks of flavors in the freezer. So you ask different questions. If you're working with healthcare user experience, then it's all about, you know, what are your real needs and wants? And you get some real aha moments, which, you know, that's what it's all about is you go in thinking this is about, you know, refining our prescription process. And what you learn is, that patients are lonely and that the visit is the most important thing in their life. 
And you're like, holy cow, did we have it wrong? Because we did not get out of the box. We were just following what we thought people wanted and not what they really want. Okay. You said a lot of things. I'm still on ice cream, but that's probably because it is July and very, very warm. But, but I think the crux of it is the question to start with are what are your real needs and wants? This is when you're working with clients, it's not about you. It's about them and what you're trying to help them uh, put out into the world. Right. And, and so the D and the dev method is determine your mission. You can't get what you want unless you know what that is. So all mm-hmm. this mission based, finding the right starting point really speaks to my heart because you can't get what you want unless you know what you want. So I love that. What are what are the needs and wants? What about you, Caitlin? Will you throw out a question to add to the mix? What's the main goal? And is it just, is the goal of the campaign or the company or the product or the service, or is it all the above? Mm, Probably all of the above. Yeah. I'm going to go with Tabitha on that one. It just depends on which, uh, what part of business we're working on. And my brain is automatically thinking marketing. So if we are working on a campaign, what is the main goal of the campaign? What does success mean to you is actually what I would ask first. Ah, I love that. What does success mean to you? I I do that a lot when I do my goal setting workshops. Um, It's one of the things that I start with, you know, six months from now, a year from now, into the summer, what's your win? So starting with seeing the success and working towards it a hundred percent or like a thousand percent. Jim, give us a question. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, kind of piggyback on something that Tabitha said, which was piggybacking off something I said. And that's the, the question, why? Uh, I think I think when, when we ask customers or we ask, uh, you know, potential clients, what is it that you're looking for? Or, uh, a lot of times, I don't think they really know. Uh, sometimes they do. And sometimes they can clearly define it. But other times they might have a surface answer. And I think that that question, why, now leads to more depth in their understanding and your understanding and not stopping at one why, but continuing to ask why, well, why is that? Okay. Well, why is that? And until you get to a really core of what is it they're trying to do? And maybe you unleash something instead of just, I'm trying to serve our customers. Maybe they have a real um, need for, uh, or, or a desire to build charity or, have some sort of a, a cause that's at the center of what they do that is not anything they're even talking about, or maybe it's something they do on the side. And yeah, we, we got, we've got this nonprofit, but that's not related to our business. Well, maybe it should be, you know, but you're not going to know that until you really start asking why and start uncovering uh, what really they're, they're looking to, to accomplish. So I think uh, like Caitlin said, the goals, asking you know what their goals is so critical and I think uh, if when I, I put my trade show hat on, which I always have on, uh, I think when I talk to uh, customers and, and say, okay, what is your goal for this upcoming show? And they say, well, I'm trying to do this, uh, you know, we're trying to get so many leads. And I, what I want to do is take a step back and say, are you actually measuring the right thing? Is it the right metric that we're going after? Do you really want leads or do you want to get them further down that sales funnel that if as far as you can at the show so that we're actually making great progress? So your your follow-up is now shortened instead of uh, a long process and, and we get them ans- asking the, their, their customers at the show the right questions. So the metrics... Uh, but really asking why, I think that just goes, uh, that, that is a great question for everybody to ask more. And isn't that like a kid's favorite question? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can use the consultant's version of it, which is, could you say more about that? (laughs) That's so true. That's good. That's good. Nice elaboration. Well, let, let's jump in a little bit into the marketing sphere because it doesn't matter how creative or innovative you are. If no one knows about your business, what is the point? So uh, let's start with you on this, Caitlin. What is the first step uh, for someone who wants their business to stand out in that marketing kind of way? 
Well, I would think that it would be to do a full on brand assessment of what you've got going on. Look at what you have, look at what you don't have, look at your current efforts and create a sort of uh, roadmap to success, if you will, that helps you see the why and see the success um, light in the tunnel. Uh, but also, it, it also gives you a basis of what you can be telling your clients, how people can support you. Um, and how you represent yourself in public. So can you tell us more about that? (laughs) Sure, sure. (laughs) So I guess it really starts with your vision and mission statement. Um, You know, everything that a business coach would tell you. Uh, But try and dig deeper. I would think about why you're starting this, Jim, why you're starting this business to begin with and go from there because I, you know, there's almost everyone is in a saturated market at this point. And so I'm, I'm so tired of hearing saturated anything. <laughs> and so let, what are you going to do about it? How is your company internally different? How is your company externally different? And then what do you want to do with it? So if you have a great reputation, um, in person, you're an established business owner, but you don't have anything going on in the online marketplace, uh, trade shows might've been great. But if that's the only thing you're doing and then COVID happens, you have nothing. You don't have anything to represent you and then you're going to scramble. So why not create a roadmap now just in case those things happen that really you should have structured in your business anyways. Um, And I think that's what we all learned during the pandemic is not to run around with our heads cut off when something crazy happens. Um, But then. Well, 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 and do remember the pandemic was only supposed to last for two weeks. (laughs) <laughs> right, right. That too. That too. So, you, I mean, anybody who you know, you can have a Facebook, but if you weren't consistent on it, um, at minimum, then no one really knew who you were. And if you didn't have e-com- an e-commerce website, then people couldn't order online. And so, how do you leverage both of those scenarios in person and online? So you want to be at least, and I am a huge fan of the the whole brand everywhere. You know, get your name. I am the Deb method everywhere, actually, because awesome. consistency, it, it's, yeah. it's super important. Um, right. But even if you're not on every single platform all the time, you want to at least, you know, put your stake in the ground. Right. Everywhere. You got to build some credibility and brand awareness because you can be the best person in person, but if no one sees you on social media, I mean, it's almost like a must. It's like not having a website in 2005. You just, you just have to. And if you don't want to just hire someone. to do it (laughs) that's pretty much where we're at (laughs) this is this is absolutely true and the other thing too though um and podcasts are huge now but it went for like 10 years Mm -hmm. when it was like super quiet which is just it's just like chat gpt too and this is the fourth iteration of chat gpt people are just now learning about it and figuring it out (laughs) yes but but do they really want to? No, probably not. <laughs> you can, we can get a whole podcast about that one right there. So Yeah, I, I, I do feel like we should take a step back from this. So Tabitha, what about you? What What is your key to standing out from a marketing perspective? I think it's just being who you are and going back to understanding yourself first and what resonates with you. You know, you think about those terms like flow. What what are the things that when you're doing them, you forget to stop for lunch or time just passes so quickly. And if you're in the roles that energize you, then that's going to come through in how you sell it. You're going to be excited about it and pumped about it versus, Oh, geez. I've got to sell this widget again. You know, like if you're doing the opposite of how you're naturally energized, then that's working against you from day one. So I would say the most important thing you can do is think about what type of business are you in? Is it aligned with what your your values are, what you get pumped about? And um, if it's not, maybe you should change and, um, you know, find something that lights you up because we're all made. of energy at our core. And like you were saying at the beginning, Deborah, about shining a light or a flashlight, uh, because we're made of energy, even like the light bulb, if you have a great idea, what comes on over your head? A light bulb. 
you know, so uh-huh. if, if you want to be enlightened, if you want to stand out from others, then do what energizes you. That would be my top pick. Now, we've been on a lot of Zooms together, so you may have heard me say this before, but one of my favorite things to say is when you love what you do, it shows. Mm-hmm. When you don't love what you do, it really, really shows. Yes. So why not love what you do? Yeah, why not? What you got to Isn't it that much easier? And another thing that, that I talk, especially in the goal sphere, is whether it's a side hustle or you're looking for a new career or you're building your own business, you need to be loving at least something about what you're doing. And if you've mm-hmm. got, if you're fine, you're not, take a step back and either find that love or find something else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, Jim. Yeah, yeah. I'll. I, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna really tie into what uh, Caitlin's been saying about branding, uh, because first of all, consistency with branding is so important. Uh, I've I've worked. I'm sure we've all been interacting with with uh, people, and one the way they present themselves in person is different than the way they present themselves online. It's different logos, different colors, different. And sometimes you're like, I don't think this is the right company. And you're yeah. lo- now you're searching for a different website and you're like, I can't find a company. And so having that consistency across the board is super mm-hmm. important. Uh, but making sure that, you know, what Tabitha was saying, make sure that you are energized by what you're doing and having that come through in your branding and making sure that that makes you stand out. For example, I was, I was working with a client recently getting ready to go to a show and this was his first big show he was going to. And he, I said, well, describe your business to me. And so he starts describing the business using all these wonderful terms that were very visual. And then I said, and then he sent me his banners and what everything was getting of his booth. And it was so generic. And I said, where is all that terminology that you said that just made me light up and made me think, wow, this is really different. I said, you sound like all your competitors. He goes, well, this is what we do. I said, yeah, but people need to know who you are and why the experience they're going to get with you is going to be different. So I I highly encourage anybody who's out there who's looking at your stuff and and thinking maybe it blends in a little too much. Get with someone like Caitlin who specializes in branding so that they can take help you take a step back and really look with that critical eye to say, how am I presenting myself? Am I presenting myself in a way that I'm going to blend in or stand out? And in the trade show world, we've all been to those big shows where you've got these aisles of booth after booth after booth after booth. And if you don't stand out, you blend in. It's kind of like uh, I had uh, a friend of mine say, it's like playing Tetris. You know, what happens when everyone, when you get everything to fit up in one line, the line disappears. Well, that's what happens at a trade show. You disappear. What you want to do is stand out. You need to be that piece that stands out and, and makes that, uh, you know, have your branding needs to really make that statement. So yeah, branding. (laughs) Now, Jim, back in the day, whenever I was doing more trade shows, they used to have a saying in our industry. Now, granted, it was mostly a male dominated industry, but they would have booth babes. And that's how they differentiated themselves. You get (sighs) really good looking booth babes (laughs) and they draw attention at trade shows. Everyone's seen that Parks and Rec episode, right? (laughs) Selling the kale. I love it. Oh, remind me. It's been a while. Uh, they have, they're having a trade show. I think it was for the harvest festival. I'm not sure on that one, but, um, they're having a trade show in, in the town and the guy who had to sell, I think, or it wasn't Kayla, it was charred. Uh, he had to sell charred at the trade show and no one was coming to his booth. So he got, he got a bunch of charred babes to, to come and represent the booth. And then all of a sudden everyone in town was eating charred. <laughs> Ta-da! You stand out. You stand yep. out. <laughs> yeah. I like this path. I, I'm still a little bit stuck on on the Tetris comment because totally, it 
It's exactly what it is. If everybody yeah. stands out or if everybody stands together, you see nothing. Right. And um, I remember um, years, maybe like 10, 15 years ago, it was you would go to networking events and um, I forgot Denise Wakeman who I should tag her. The first person I saw do this because all of her branding was pink and all she wore was pink. Now her brand has evolved over the years. I think she's more of a traveler, you know, more like, um, I don't want to say, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I, cause the, again, words are missing from my mouth, but as her brand has evolved, the things that she wears evolved. I know someone who used to wear big purple sun, purple glasses everywhere. And the first time I saw her without glasses, it took me a minute. <laughs> who yeah. is this yeah. person? So even these key little things that you do regarding your appearance, people really do grasp onto that, which is also important to underline why it's really important to look like your pictures and have that consistency yeah. and branding in person and online as well. Discuss. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in trouble. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm in trouble. I mean, if, if you think about that with your brand consistency and um, yet you think about um, day to day, you might have your hair up one day and have your glasses on and the next day you don't. And so I think being intentional about that is something that, you know, I'm sure Caitlin wouldn't make those mistakes like somebody like me. <laughs> well, I think it has something to do with the brand photo shoot too. Uh, it's not just taking a photo anymore. You have to also uh, think about the things that you would do on a daily basis and what kind of person you are. So uh, you might be a brand expert in, in, you know, Monday through Friday, but what about the weekend? Who, what kind of person? And maybe I wear my hair up on the weekend. So I should have both of those pictures, but I think just like updating your website every couple of years, you should yeah. update your headshots every couple of years. Yeah, me too. That's a good one. I do always try to wear something that is about nature, like butterflies, little snake earrings. I've got my Love coral that. stuff in the background, but raising awareness, you know, subtly for nature um, is kind of my little secret sauce. That's awesome. I always wear a floral blazer too. See, mm -hmm. Jim, I have no blazers. I have no blazers. Sorry. Jim, would you like to borrow Caitlin's floral blazer to stand out at the next trade show? Uh, I'm going to have to think of something now. <laughs> it's your little flower hair clip. Yes, I have a yellow scarf that you could use with it as well, with leopard print. Oh, so many great fix ideas! You up. Oh, they have my Neil bride button. help me out with that. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Pick me. I love it. But, yeah. but you brought up such a great point with the uh, with the the pictures. I <laughs> sure quick story. I was going to meet somebody who was going to be a guest on my podcast for the very first time. We were meeting in person, and I've only seen pictures of him online. And I got to the restaurant, and I'm looking around. I don't see him anywhere. And all of a sudden, this guy is in the back. He's waving at me, and I'm like. I don't know who that guy is. He's obviously not waving at me. And this guy looked nothing like his pictures. Like the picture was like from six, seven years ago. His hair was a different color. He had a beard now. He didn't have one back oh, then. It was like, so oh my gosh, change your picture. Wait, are you talking about LinkedIn or a dating app? No, no, it was, uh, it was like LinkedIn <laughs> right? and, and, and from, uh, from his website and stuff. It's like, dude, change. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. You get the dating app and you have like one person's head and, you know, like, um, you know, Mr. Macho Muscle Builder body. And then you're like, what just happened? There's like a whole commercial based around that now, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Catfish are us. Oh, my. <laughs> So what I'm hearing is treat your business the way you treat your personal life. Be who you are in all places, not just your favorites. And Stop for real. Favorites, right? Yeah. And I think after COVID, it has really changed the formality of business. You know, I don't have my suit jacket on anymore. And, um, you know, it, it changed a lot. Things are much more casual now. Things are more accepted. Women are wearing sneakers all the time and not just to get in the building, 
um, with their dresses, on, right? which I'm like, yes, it's about freaking time. We have comfy <laughs> shoes, but you know, I think um, it, we've given ourselves permission as a society to be more authentic. And I think that's in large part due the, to the reset of values during COVID and what's really important to our businesses and our lives. And, you know, the great exodus, the mass exodus was about people feeling like they no longer fit in, in that environment. And so you can either adapt as a business to that, or, you know, you can watch your people go. Yes. And we all know that it costs way more to restaff than it does to keep your culture healthy Mm. and happy and engaged and a fan of your business. You know, you want those employee advocates because that's everything. Mm-hmm. But absolutely. but you, you're absolutely right. We, we've had, now that we're in this, and I read somebody the other day, no, this morning, somebody wrote the pandemic's over. And I'm like, okay, not really, kind of, no. <laughs> um, be, because the changes that brought to business the the successful ones, those are the ones that are thriving, the yeah. ones that embraced the hybrid, and maybe they're still all online, or maybe they've got optional in person. But anybody who thinks the business is only done in person nowadays, mm. let me at them, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the pandemic may, quote unquote, be over, but it has, it has taken us to a whole new normal. You know, it's a, we are never going back to the way things were. I mean, some things have, but overall, no, things have changed. They've changed. And so that is, is has completely renovated the, uh, the workspace, the landscape out there. And we have to, we have to realize that we can't do business the same way anymore. We've got mm-hmm. to talk to our, again, talk to our, our customers and find out what are they going through? What are they experiencing? Are they in a growth mode? Are they still licking their wounds from, from a couple of hard years and they're still trying to, to get back and how do we help them to do that? And so, you know, asking those questions and, and just being, being again, being authentic, I think people, as soon as you're not inauthentic, as soon as you're, as soon as you are inauthentic, it, it, they, that complete, it's over. Dis- yeah, it's over. Right. It's over. You can see right through it. I think one of the best things that came out of COVID actually is we learned how to give people grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that is not something, there were too many high expectations. And I think that's a lot of how this all snowballed. Yeah, and it's you're exacerbated by the pace of technological change. Um, mm-hmm. I like how Scott Galloway puts it. He said the COVID ca- caused a 10-year effect in technology. And so things like buy online pickup at the store or you know connectivity of your mobile app to mm-hmm. your web app or taking Zooms you know, from your phone instead of your computer. But um, there was this 10-year effect where all of this technological, you know, the roadmaps were gone from here to here. They were smushed in in a really fast period. And our brains just can't evolve fast enough. And so it's just exactly what Caitlin said. I think she hit the nail on the head there that we have to have human empathy for each other. And I Mm -hmm. think that's why human design and techniques like that have been so much more palliative because people are concerned about what's still human? And, you know, how do we feel about that? You know, I used to think feel was a four letter F word, and it is, <laughs> but it's not a bad one anymore. And I think, you know, even before the pandemic too, there was a lot of separation of business versus personal, especially mm-hmm. online. And now I am the biggest advocate of just smushing it together because people are looking to relate to you. They're looking for some similarity factors and, I, that's, I mean, that's the easiest way to do it. I like, um, Jim's use of the word renovation Mm -hmm. because it basically, that's what it did. It renovated business. It squished technology together as Tabitha said. And as Caitlin is saying, you need to be all of you everywhere because you can, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's hard. It is hard. But, but it's necessary because if we go back to that old adage of who do we buy from, we buy from people we know, like, and trust. And if I, if something doesn't resonate with me, like, then I don't trust you. Uh, People are buying based on emotion and then justifying it later. Yep. Very important. 
So let's let's help some people now. So what what can people do if they're in this like crisis of pivot? <laughs> I just coined a new phrase. Um, starting from scratch for their business, what is the first thing that they need to do? Jim, yes, I call on you if you don't. Okay, okay sure, sure. Uh, I would say you have to get yourself centered. You've got to, not self-centered, but you've got to get your <laughs> business. You've got to figure out, you know, Caitlin, you brought up earlier your mission and vision. Look at those. If you don't have them, you you need them because those are the guiding light. That is what's going to be leading you forward. And maybe it's been a while. Maybe you need to dust those off and redo them and really start getting a little more personal and start understanding and, and connecting better with your, your audience. Uh, and that's a great starting point. And then that allows you to, then you'll look at your marketing going, Oh, we can't say this anymore. We need to say it in a new way because it doesn't really match. It's not as personal. It is not connecting with our, with our audience. So I think starting with who you are as a core, your business, get your team together, take the time to do it. It's nothing you should rush through. It's nothing you do a quick Google search on the, on key, you know, on the trending keywords and stuff like that. No, you, you got to be authentic. It's got to be something that can drive you forward. It could always be, be seeing things you change over time, but you need to have something that, that bedrock that uh, you, you start with. And I, I think that's, that's so critical. And I didn't mean to sound like a commercial for my book, but if you do need to edge a sketch your life, <laughs> your goal guide will take you through, Deb, determine your mission, explore your options, brainstorm your path. If you need that starting point foundational roadmap. And I, I do it, you know, every time I've got a new initiative, I go back to Deb and analyze, okay, how am I going to put this out in the world? And where, where does it align with who I am as a human and what I do as a business. So it all goes back to that mission, that motto, that theme, the tagline as Caitlin was talking about hers earlier and make sure you've got that solid. So as you build your business, you're in alignment. Mm -hmm. So Caitlin, now that, you know, your ears should be picked up since I just mentioned you, what, <laughs> what do you suggest for, for people who need to, etch a sketch, start over, rebrand, etc. I think that one, remember that marketing is like a roller coaster. Just because you did it right once doesn't mean it's the next answer, the next right answer. And two, it's I think you should, you know, you started this business for a reason. You're passionate about that cause or thing. Um, but maybe also have another piece of business where it's your special thing. It's the part where you're giving back. It's uh, the different sector that you're also making a difference with. Ooh, yes. Because it's not just a, about you and your business. It's what can you do to make the world a better place? Mm -hmm. And Tabitha, what do you think? I like to think of three A's, the triple A framework. And it's assess. So first of all, going back to what Jim said, um, who am I? What do I like? How am I energized? Do I love change or am I very risk averse? And then building your concepts around what really energizes you. So first is assess. Second is to align based on what your business is. I would then go out. I love change. So the first person I'm going to ask for advice is somebody who hates change and finds all the risk because they're going to think of things that I will not. And so finding compliments to yourself is step two. And then three is act, um, getting into action and setting great goals and, you know, having those aspirations like Caitlin, you and, and Deb were saying with the DEV method, set those goals and get into action. Which is why we do this to gently encourage, to motivate, to inspire people. Because if you're tuning in and we're glad that you are, there's a reason. You know, you know that something needs to change. You need a little push in the right direction. Let us push you. Unless you're That's standing at the edge of a cliff. In that case, don't. <laughs> don't fall over. Push yourself <laughs> the other way. Yeah, I love how visual this conversation is being. 
it, it's uh, and I like those the Sassaline Act. You know, take that inventory, find your people, your resources, and then move forward. And then what happens when people hit roadblocks? Because inevitably there are roadblocks. Do you have a solution? It was a question. I'm going to pick on you, Tabitha. Oh yeah, there are all kinds of solutions. Um, so let's let's tease apart that bit about alignment for a minute. What I like to do is actually map people on the growth curve. There are tools like the AEM Cube where you can actually map where people are, how they get into action. Do they love creating new? Do they love getting things done? Do they love scaling? Do they love, you know, mitigating risk and stabilizing and security? And so mapping the teams and making sure you've got the right butts in the right seats is really important. You don't want a strategy team or a head of innovation that's at the top of that curve. You know, instead you want an auditor that's at the top of that curve. And so um, that alignment, it's critical to get the right balance. If it's a C-suite team, then you want a good mix across the board. And um, looking at examples like Southwest Airlines, um, picked the right CEO for the wrong time. Um, They picked a risk-averse CEO that didn't look at new systems and software and innovation. And then they had the Christmas travel fiasco last year because of it. And so everything you do, it matters what phase your company is in and getting that alignment um, with the right team. Love it need to put all your ducks in the right row. Yes. And maybe a (laughs) goose in there too. Why not? Because we do things different. This is business out of the box. It's out of the box. Goose time. Jen, I love it. What what is your favorite roadblock solution? Uh, Mix things up. Uh, Get out of this, get out of the, the environment. Um, get out, you know, I, I think we've all probably been, been in those big strategy meetings and at one point and you've got the person leading leading the charge that go and you get stuck and it gets stale and they're like, we're not leaving this room till we get a solution. Like that is like the worst advice ever. Right. You gotta get people out of the room go to the bar, have a few drinks. Let's, let's loosen up. Let's come on back. Or, uh, I love doing when I doing, uh, meetings like that in, in fun places, you know, find a, a an amusement park that has a conference room, and and halfway through we're going to go ride some rides. You know, go on that roller coaster, like Caitlin was saying earlier. You know, may do things that are going to get people uh, doing things differently. Uh, also, I I used to do a lot of work with uh, um, entrepreneur not entrepreneurs, uh, invent innovators, uh, people inventors. That was, that was the word I was going for, inventors, and. Uh, a lot of times we would bring in groups of people to look at their invention, but we would give people things to read that talk completely uh, something so out of the box, you know, so, so different than what we were there to solve. And some of the most creative solutions came up because they started reading something different or they got talking to somebody who was a, a complete opposite of personality that they were. But you get people thinking differently. You change things up, and all of a sudden, a, a, a thought that just comes, you know, quote unquote, comes out of nowhere, now is there and might be the solution. You stay stuck in that 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 area. You got to mix things up. Love it. Look at things. Stand on your head. No, I, I and I I know that that meeting where they don't let anybody leave, and that's like the worst thing you can do is keep that same stale energy. I'm going to uh, torture you now. Be happy. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's the worst. <laughs> or yes, mandatory fun is way better than mandatory <laughs> thinking. <laughs> anyway. It's worst nightmare being locked in a room with such people that are freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think we just invented a new escape room. <laughs> right. The business escape room, the corporate escape room. There you go. How about it? Oh, I love it. There's a million dollar idea. Quick. There you go. Yeah. I I definitely like the idea of uh, doing something different. I'm an art nerd, so I like I'm teaching myself how to draw on the iPad. Um, But I think as far as uh, you know, you know, I'm kind of every business coach is like dream scenario. I never say no. And I just go do all the homework. So I would say either get a business coach or find someone 
like a mentor or something like a business that you're trying to model after or have the same goals and see what they're doing. Take a look at what they're doing differently or just talk with them because they've been in your shoes before. Yes, because people love to help. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Were you going to say something, Jim? No, I was just saying, absolutely. I, I, I love getting, getting advice from people who are even one year further ahead than you. It doesn't have to be somebody or a business that, you know, you're a, you're a startup uh, tech company and, you know, you don't need to, to reach out to the CEO of Microsoft. You don't need to, because there's, there's, you probably will never get to that point, but uh, find a you company. Might? You, you might, yes, but the odds are you will not, especially if you're a startup. But getting with a company that's one year down the road, a little further than you, and seeing because it's all it's still still fresh with them. So they'll be able to share some of the roadblocks that they went through and, and some of the hurdles and some of the things, the decisions they made. They just went through it. So it's going to be pretty fresh, uh, top of mind for them. And People love talking about themselves. And so just asking those questions to, and just reaching out and networking. I love LinkedIn because of that, because you could find somebody who's in your space and connect with them and just ask questions. And people love sharing. Uh, we, that's another thing, you know, like Caitlin was saying, we, we give each other grace. I think also we become more collaborative as a, as a, as a business culture, we've, you know, we reach across, we reach out and we're willing to help each other, uh, get, get over those hurdles and share information and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, just ask them, ask them those questions and, and just reaching out. This is all really awesome, helpful information. And I feel like we should give people goals now. So, Panel, what goal would you like to gift to our audience? Something that they could do today, tonight, tomorrow to get their business further out of the box. Habitha? I would say each day or whenever you recognize that you're subconsciously maybe singing to yourself, humming to yourself, you forget what time it is because you're so engaged. Write that down, what you're doing. So I'm going to give you the goal of once a week, try to discover when do you feel happy? When are you just smiling or bebopping along in your head? What are you doing? Are you walking your dog? Are you behind your desk? Are you waiting for a Zoom call to start? But really start paying close attention to what you're doing in those moments. Write them down and then find ways to do more of that in your business, because that's when you're going to show up most powerfully. I love that so much. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Yes. The other two, sorry, you get to follow that. (laughs) I will give you another list uh, to do. (laughs) So I love it. Okay. I know a lot of people struggle with social media and are frantic about what to do. They know how to post. They need to do it today, but don't know what to talk about. Make a list of 50 things that you love and can talk about for two or more minutes. And it doesn't have to be about business. It can be. Um, but I guarantee halfway through, it'll just start to flow. And then if you can talk about that for 30 seconds on a live, you have a, f- a Facebook or a social media post right there. I and love can, that. I love really that good. too. So it's, it's what you're doing is you're brainstorming. Mm -hmm. love brainstorming but what are the different things that you could post about to keep your socials fresh and unique Mm -hmm. that's awesome so i'm gonna i'm gonna give two things because one just came up as uh, caitlin was saying that so i have a a a friend of mine who i mean a mastermind with who is a high performance coach he's a part of the brenda bruchard high performance uh, habits uh, school and all that. And he just went through a a practice and now I'm starting it. He said, come up with a hundred reasons why people should do business with you. A hundred reasons. And uh, that's not an easy thing to do. uh, And so uh, I I challenge everybody to do that. hundred reasons why people should do business with you, uh, you personally, and maybe you as a company. So, uh, so why do people like you and all that good stuff? So, so that's one thing. And the second, I would, uh, say as a goal, reach out to some of your top customers, maybe people that they, they're, they've been customers of yours for years and years and take them to dinner or just get some one-on-one time and ask them 
questions about your business. Why do you continue to do business with us? You might find some things out that are totally will blow your mind that you think though, they, because of the quality of our product and because of this, and you find out it, it's everything has to do with the sales rep that they buy from, or, you know, it might be something like that. And, and, but you might find some, some nuggets that will pop up that will help you to create new products, to create new branding, to just uh, elevate your business going forward. So reach out to those customers who you haven't talked to in a while and really have some good one-on-one time with them. I love that all except for that last goal, which is also very good, but I love that all the, most of these goals are brainstorming mm-hmm. because it goes, goes back to the beginning when we we're talking about the why, you know, you need to ask yourself the questions, you have the answers, but gift yourself the time to answer that calling, to figure out the things that you love, that you want to talk about, that you can use to authentically express yourself and share who you are and your business with everybody. Awesome. This has been so wonderful. Friends, please tell everybody where they can learn more about you. Jim? Uh, go to tradeshowu.biz, tradeshow, the letter U, dot B-I-Z, or on, on any of your favorite podcast platforms, look for the Trade Show University podcast. And please uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, I have uh, so much great content and, and I just am launching next week a brand new tool called my trade show booth traffic scorecard uh, cuz it's one of the number one number one complaints I hear from from trade show exhibitors is that how do I get more people to my booth I see there there's tons of people at the show but no one's stopping by my booth I give you a scorecard that gives you a, a 25 different things you can do each one's got a score uh, based on how effective it is and so it'll help you up uh, the traffic at your next next show. So there you go. A lot of ways. <laughs> awesome. Love that. Thank you, Jim. And Caitlin, where can people learn more about you? Well, considering I'm in marketing, I'm everywhere. But you can find me at coppertheorycreative.com. And I am on all the social platforms. I, like Jim, love me some LinkedIn. So go ahead and DM me. And when I do the recap, which will be at the devmethod.com slash blog, I will have the highlights from the conversations, the goals, and the links to your websites and your LinkedIn's. Again, you can't reach your goals on your own. Let's be each other's people. Then Tabitha, where can people learn more about you? My personal site is iamchange.com because I think each of us can be part of the change we want to see in the world. And uh, my work site is epicpivot.com. So insights, innovation, human design, strategy, all that good stuff is Epic Pivot. And I am at iamchange.com. So hit me up there or on LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever you can find me. Awesome. And I don't know if you're watching us live on LinkedIn or Facebook or YouTube. We appreciate you tuning in. And we are live every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific. And then Thursdays, it comes out as new episodes of the Deb Show podcast. So, and like I said before, I am at the Deb Method everywhere. And you can go to thedebmethod.com slash blog to read the recaps and then learn more about me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh my goodness. The time, it goes so quickly. That was what lightning a fast. <laughs> it did go by very fast. But before we wrap, I would love just one more fabulous tip from each of you. Dehabatha, what do you want to leave people with? Stay regular, my friends. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> We're all about not being regular. Okay, so (laughs) be yourself and uh, find things that light you up and then uh, you can shine that out to everyone else. Much better. (laughs) Thank you. Because I edit (laughs) mid-conversation. Go find your it thing. It doesn't have to do have anything to do with business, but it does have to do with something about you. So the better you you can be, the more authentic people will see you as, and then you can go change the world in your own way. 
Fantastic. Yes. I I am so with you on it. And the fact that it doesn't have to be your business thing, it can be, it can be a sub of it, or it could be just something that you love that lights you up because it's going to make you happier. And that's going to impact everything else that you are doing. Jim, final thought to you. Uh, Ask those questions. No one else is asking. Uh, that's what I will leave you with. Try to figure those out. It's going to take a little bit of time to figure out what are those questions. And that works great for your business, can help you transform your business. And at trade shows, it's awesome for engaging attendees. Oh, right. Because you want to talk and engage and get them interested in who you are and what you're doing. And then it's win for everybody. Absolutely. If you're asking them a question, no one else is asking them, that's going to stop them and make them want to talk. And it's going to help you stand out. You get to stand out with questions. I love how everything is tied (laughs) in so beautifully together. Thank you again, Jim, Caitlin, and Tabitha for joining me today. And thank you for tuning in, whether you're watching us live or the replay or listening to us. We appreciate you choosing yourself, your goals. Go out there, go for it, because we know you can do it. Thanks for listening to The Dev Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Dev Method on social media, and check out thedevmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.